It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Before we get started with the episode, I want to give a thank you to everyone who has bought my book, Beyond the Hunt, which was released earlier this spring. And let everybody in the Anchorage area know that I will be at Double Shovel Cider Company June 9th from 4 to 7. I'm going to have some books there for sale, both my uh, my recent book, Beyond the Hunt, and also A Miserable Paradise Life in Southeast Alaska. So would love to, to chat and uh, talk hunting and fishing and all things Alaska with anybody in the Anchorage area June 9th from 4 to 7 at Double Shovel Cider Company. Uh, if you've already bu- bought a book, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. If you haven't, I will have some signed copies available and looking forward to seeing you there. Welcome back to the podcast. Just finished my column for this week. I was talking about just how mentally and physically prepared you have to be for the summers in Alaska. I know it sounds really old. I sound like I am uh, just some old person, but uh, it's not about pacing yourself. It's about, you know, really being prepared. And, and I think taking advantage of the summer means making good decisions when it comes to um, just how you approach it so that you can maintain a good, steady, even pace uh, throughout the summer. So you're crushing the entire thing rather than going out too fast and uh, not being able to maintain it. Or you just end up wasting too many days because you're tired, you didn't get much sleep. And so uh, something you should be enjoying, you're still reeling from the fact that you haven't slept or didn't sleep or um, were out too late or whatnot. So I think I, I like getting into these nice rhythms where you're challenged every day, you're doing stuff every day, uh, but you're still getting some good food and you're you're getting some good sleep. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for the summer, but it's uh, it's demanding and it's good. It's a challenge that we Alaskans take seriously. You have to be mentally prepared to push yourself and you have to be physically able to push yourself too. It's no joke. It's no joke. I mentioned in the column that uh, LeBron James spends over a million and a half dollars per year on his body so that he can score a lot of points and uh, he can flail helplessly and vigorously whenever uh, he is breathed on in front of a referee, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, really excited for the summer. Uh, wife and I have been in, uh, been training, been in, in good shape. It's nice to, to kind of be in shape when the summer starts rather than kind of start your, your summer, uh, your, your, your hunting season shape. Uh, it's nice to start the summer being in shape rather than start getting in shape for August 1st or for August 15th. It's nice to already be in shape. That way you can be in much better shape by the time that uh, rolls around, which then makes the rest of the summer that much more enjoyable. Uh, pretty excited. Wife and I are going to be headed north to uh, Anchorage, um, <clears throat> spend a couple days there, and then uh, head north, do some fishing in the Matsu Valley area. We were down in the Kenai Peninsula for our honeymoon, and that was a lot of fun to fish the Kasilov and the Kenai and the Russian rivers and see that and drive all the way out to, to Homer and um, just a different world up there. It's definitely Alaska. You can tell it's Alaska, but there's a lot more, obviously, road. And so you get, uh, we kind of got the road trip type feel that we 
had when we were doing some road trips in Wyoming and in Colorado and Idaho in that area. Obviously, it's way, way different as far as the terrain goes, but just the ability to drive is not something we have here in Southeast Alaska. So it's a lot of fun to be able to drive through and see the different communities and see how Alaskan they are and feel. And then also how, I guess, not Alaska they feel. Driving through Soldotna, or there's an area in Soldotna that you look around and you think, oh, this could be anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. This doesn't feel like it's in Alaska. And then, of course, you see the Kenai River and you're like, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is Alaska. Um, so it's cool to see those communities and uh, excited to, see, to go north and see some of the smaller tributaries, some of the smaller rivers, and do some really good trout fishing. There's uh, good trout fishing down here in southeast, but because we don't have those massive rivers that drain massive acreage and have... Uh, just tons of food. You don't have the fish that uh, that get to 30 inches or so down here. You a 16 to 18 inch rainbow is a really really nice fish, and you can get them into in the 20s and, and whatnot. But now uh, some of those rivers up there, you're looking at you know your average fish is in the 18, uh, and then of course those those megas, those 30 inches are are possible in some of those big rivers. So it'll be fun to get up there and and do some of that fishing and uh, be on the road system, be able to drive around. Then it'll be great to see my my brother. He's in the military. Um, he's a doctor in the military, and he's been around the world. He was in Guam. We went uh, fishing in Guam. I went and visited him there, and he's been in North Carolina and, and Southern California, and now he's in, in Washington. And So at this point in your life, you kind of look back at the – I know it's really cliche to say the sacrifice, but there is a sacrifice. Um, and then his wife, um, the sacrifice that she made to, to be traveling, and then – you know, every four years they're going somewhere else. And then the, the kids too, um, they're still young enough to where they're not being uprooted from, you know, really like life, lifelong friends. Um, but you know, it's, it's difficult to be able to do that, but, um, you know, that's the life of, of, uh, of our, of our service members. And it's, uh, really, I really appreciate it. Um, and it's great. And the, the time that I get to have with my brother now, cause he's, you know, when you're when you're a teenager, you might not get along with your siblings, and maybe in college you start to appreciate them more, and then the the twenties go away, and you talk once in a while, you hang out once in a while, but once you start to get a little bit older, you start to really appreciate this person who's that uh, that connection to your youth and your childhood and family. You start to really appreciate that. So I'm really going to be uh, appreciating the fact that uh, I get to spend time with my brother and um, the sacrifices that he's made to to move around and and go where the where the military has directed him as a Navy doctor, uh, you know, really appreciate that. Because while I've been having a lot of fun um, living here in Alaska, and when I was in California, I had a lot of fun there and having the summers up here in uh, on Prince of Wales and now here in Ketchikan, it's just a lot of playtime for me while, um, you know, he was he was doing his job for the, for the military, and a lot of people have those sacrifices, and I really admire that, and I really am grateful for what... Uh, what they all do while uh, the rest of us either get to play or get to whine and complain about how bad things are when really they're not bad at all. We just can't appreciate the uh, frame of reference. Um, so when we were growing up, my brother was, he was the more patient angler. So uh, he caught more fish. I think I caught a lot of fish, but he always seemed to maybe catch more on those days where the fishing was slow. Yeah, he was patient enough and meticulous enough to, to catch some more fish, but and then ocean fishing. He was really big into ocean fishing, whereas I was more, uh, I like the rivers a lot more. I like being able to move. I think that was probably it. But uh, so he has, or at least had growing up more 
uh, ocean fishing stories from his time coming back during college and shortly after um, college when he was in med school, whenever he had time to, to come home, he had more he had more ocean fishing stories. Um, but uh, now I have more experience and I have more memories, which I don't feel bad about. Um, but uh, um. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/waypoint. That is mintmobile.com/waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/waypoint. You know, just different different uh different uh different times different uh, life choices so it'll be really really fun like i said um really intrigued about mouse fishing uh, catching fish on dry flies is a lot of fun just seeing that trout rise to the fish so uh fishing with a mouse pattern uh, my buddy kurt down in california sent me a whole bunch of mouse patterns because he's been really enamored by that and he's really curious about uh mouse fishing for for trout so i'm excited to get uh get up there and try some of that really um really stoked it'll be fun to see some new parts of alaska then come back here and we got uh king salmon's gonna open up and then uh, halibut and the end of bear season i think at this point i'll probably just go out and look around um just kind of look at some bears uh went out a couple times in in may and there are a few times that we saw some decent bears. There was one that my uh, my buddy Ryan and I were looking at, and it was a really nice bear. But when it's the first one you've seen, it's it's kind of hard to get a frame of reference, especially if that's the first one that you've seen. And so you start, you know, you don't want to to convince yourself that it's a nice one, and then you walk up on it, and it's not what you thought it was going to be, especially if it's kind of early in the season and there's more. Um, so you know, we were looking at it, and it had a really nice coat. And we're looking at it and you start to think, well, are those small ears or are they just small because we're anxious? Are they on the side of the head or are they just on the side of the head because we don't have anything else to compare it to? Is the head a blocky head with a with an equilateral triangle or is it not? So you start to just <laughs> second guess yourself. And so we decided to get closer. We're at about 330, 350, something like that. And so we decided to get closer. And as we were moving to get closer, the wind was bad pretty much the entire time. So as we were trying to close to that 150, 175 range by going into the woods and then kind of looping around this little uh, little finger of uh, or little peninsula of timber that would uh, that opened up in a grassy flat that was right over right across a little creek from it, uh, 
when by the time we we popped out it was gone so didn't really have a have a chance um but uh that's it ended up being the the nicest bear that we saw and it's just how it goes sometimes and uh and that's fine you know i think uh my wife and I have have really been looking at at trying for a blueberry bear in August. Uh, that should be a lot of fun, August or September. So that'll kind of be the goal. That uh, the black-tailed deer is going to be the priority. So we'll see how things shake out, and if things work out okay, then we can go for that. But uh, the first rule in deer hunting is to uh, not shoot a bear, just like the first uh, rule of goat hunting is to not shoot a deer, which I have done uh, twice. Uh, the first time. Um, we were on our way up, hadn't seen any goats, then saw a buck and shot that, and that was on my the proposal hunt a couple of years ago when I was proposing. When I proposed to Abby, I had the ring in my um, uh, uh, gear bag, and so uh, once I had done uh, cutting up the deer and put it in the game bags and got it all cleaned up, I pulled out the ring and proposed. And then the second time was um, 2021. Is that right? Yeah, 2021. Um, we're up on this area that uh, probably had goats. We were convinced uh, that it had goats, but it was so fogged in. And I'd been up there before, um, but I hadn't been up there in the fog on this part of the uh, mountain. So I was the furthest I had been on that ridge, and it got really rocky, and there was a lot of shoots. And it just we we saw these two nice bucks, um, but walked past them, and it just didn't open up enough for us to really get a good line. There was a pretty big cut in the uh, in the mountain, and we couldn't see a, a line down and then back up. So because we couldn't make a definitive move and and look to see where we would end up, um, didn't want to get you know cliffed out somewhere. So we stayed on the mountain, waited for it to to clear, and it didn't clear. So went back and shot a really really nice buck, the best buck I've I've shot to this date. Um, but yeah, twice on on goat hunts I've shot deer, and then um, so. Um, that'll be the, uh, that'll be the goal this year for Abby to shoot a goat on a goat hunt, not a deer on a goat hunt. And then hopefully we'll be in a situation where we can shoot a bear on an alpine bear hunt and uh, not shoot a deer on an alpine bear hunt, but, uh, priorities, you know, these are, again, are the options. And then also when you're talking about those sort of options, again, goes back to what I started with being in shape to be able to carry out those things. And you have these great dreams and these ideas of what you want to do. And a lot of times what uh, is required is something that uh, uh, you need to be mentally and physically prepared for. So I feel like I'm in a pretty good shape. And then uh, the eating thing has been huge. And then sleep, been really paying attention a lot to, to sleep, getting quality sleep. Because, um, yeah, I don't think it's an old thing. I think it's just the right thing to do. I think it's a quality thing. I think the days of the, you know, sacrificing sleep and just, you uh, pulling all-nighters. I had high school kids talk about pulling all-nighters. Why are you pulling an all-nighter in high school? And I don't think they really know the term. I think to them, pulling an all-nighter means just like staying up on TikTok all night. Pulling an all-nighter to me meant in college when you needed all hours of the night to go over the material you would be tested on or to finish a paper, which I never did. I never pulled an all-nighter in college either. I don't know if that's an indication that I was prepared um, or that I didn't care, but I did care and I wasn't totally prepared. But either way, it, I just never ended up pulling an all-nighter in college. Um, just didn't really feel the, the need to. So the fact that kids are doing that, I, it just it's not. Why? 
why why do you have to drink coffee in high school and why are you pulling all-nighters in high school those are college things those are young adult things those are when you're in your apprenticeship as an 18 19 20 year old that's what you do there i think i don't know but anyway so i think i sound really old reflecting on the days of with my brother and then uh talking about uh eating right and getting good sleep i sound really old but i swear i'm not all right, we'll call that this episode before I embarrass myself anymore. Again, if you are in the Anchorage area, come by Double Shovel this Friday at uh, 4 o'clock. It'd be uh, great to meet you. I have some of my copies of Beyond the Hunt as well as A Miserable Paradise. And uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.